Hello. Wherever you're listening to us, I hope you're staying safe and doing well. I'm Hari Arakli and this is today's tech briefing. In this program, along with real time it's also predictive in nature. So what could go bad in the future? Right? So let's say I will uh, you know run out of my mobile oil in the next 6 days. So it's also predictive in nature. And especially like video has uh, especially video has you know opened lots and lots of doors for us. So Let's after these headlines. July 2021 has earned the unenviable distinction as the world's hottest month ever recorded, according to new global data released on Friday by the US National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration's National Centers for Environmental Information. This comes on the heels of a report by the Intergovernment Panel on Climate Change last week that added incontrovertible evidence that human activity such as burning fossil fuels as exacerbated climate change in this case first place is the worst place to be noaa administrator rick spindred said in a statement july is typically the world's warmest month of the year but july 2021 outdid itself as the hottest july and month ever recorded this new record adds to the disturbing and disruptive path that climate change has set for the globe spindred said Apple will likely launch the iPhone 13 this September followed by other events to launch the latest versions of the company's other devices including the iPad, Apple Watch and MacBook laptops according to Bloomberg. Changes to expect are a smaller notch at the top of the screen for the iPhones, new camera capabilities including a video version of portrait mode dubbed cinematic video, a new AI driven filter system to apply different styles to your photos. and higher quality video recording in ProRes for the Pro models. There will be a faster A15 chip but with the same core counts as the A14 chip and new screen technology that will enable ProMotion, a faster 120 Hz refresh rate on the Pro models and probably an always on screen mode according to Bloomberg. Ola Electric unveiled its S1 and S1 Pro electric scooters over the weekend. which seem to offer better range and performance than current models in the market at a lower price starting at a price of about 100000 rupees which includes the government's fame 2 subsidies but omits state level subsidies and going up to about 130000 rupees for the pro model ola expects the scooters to go on sale from september 8th with deliveries beginning in october The Ola S1 Pro will have a 3.97 kilowatt hour battery pack that is rated for a range of 181 kilometers and a top speed of 115 kilometers per hour. Consumers could expect a real world range of 85% of the rating according to Ola. The cheaper S1 has a 2.98 kilowatt hour battery pack with a range of 121 kilometers and a top speed of 90 kilometers per hour. Argan Mauritius Limited and TA Associates have signed definitive agreements with Partners Group to divest stakes in Atria Convergence Technologies, a broadband internet provider. Argan will exit its entire shareholding in ACT, while TA will partially divest its shareholding. The sale values ACT at an enterprise value of nearly 1.2 billion dollars. The transaction was exclusively advised by UBS. headquartered in Bangalore with more than 7000 employees act is a leading multi-service operator offering a package of internet tv data and other broadband services 
The company serves nearly 2 million wired broadband subscribers across 19 cities in India and has one of the largest fiber networks in the country capable of delivering connection speeds of up to 1 Gbps. India's commercial vehicle fleets are largely unorganized with the resulting inefficiencies. In recent years, technology startups have emerged with solutions that can help fleet owners track, monitor and even predict the state of their fleet at any given moment. I spoke to Sridhar Gupta and Vidit Jain, co-founders of Lokonav, one such startup, who have raised their latest round of funding to take their fleet management platform to more customers, deepen their technology and even make a few acquisitions. Here's more from our conversation. Sridhar uh, Vidit, uh, welcome to this podcast. Uh, thank you for making time for this. Uh, for starters, uh, can you tell us when you started uh, this company, Lokonav, and uh, what is the idea that you started with? Yes, thank you so much for having us uh, on this study. Uh, so, uh, we started Lokonav actually in uh, July 2016. Uh, and, uh, you know, uh, both of us used to uh, work as early employees at a company called ClearTax. Uh, and after we left ClearTax in the end of 2015, uh, we were looking at a, a you know a large number of B2B opportunities across sectors, uh, but uh, we, you know we happened to uh, in that uh, you know in that research phase you know we happened to meet fleet owners, uh, found you know uh, that uh, you know commercial fleet owners were uh, you know running their fleets without use of any technology or visibility, uh, you know uh, spending their entire day on the phone trying to track down their drivers or what their drivers were doing. Uh, and uh, that problem really intrigued us uh, because their entire business was uh, running sort of in cash, offline. Uh, and as we went deeper into that problem, uh, you know, we, we, saw that, uh, we saw that issue with fleet owners across all kinds of commercial fleets, whether, you know, truckers, bus fleets, taxi fleets. Uh, also, what was interesting was that even you know, even the larger fleets uh, had you know had not been able to solve this. Uh, you know, the market had a lot of old school solutions, uh, but no new age, high quality solution available. Uh, or uh, if there was something, you know, some global product available was prohibitively expensive. So we saw an opportunity there to uh, you know build a technology platform. Uh, that would allow fleet owners to better manage their fleets to, you know, over time, uh, save running costs, get better visibility of driver performance, uh, improve driver safety, which of course is also a large problem in the country. Uh, and uh, we started pilots with a few clients, started building the product out as one thing led to another. No, um, yeah, we went live in July 2016. Mm. Uh, can you elaborate a bit more on what the uh, basic idea and the uh, initial uh, product that you started with was and, uh, and what was what has the company evolved into today correct so uh, so hari basically uh, initially the idea was to solve their most basic need at that time which was just basic you know simple visibility of what where the vehicle was and what it was doing right uh, just that technology itself uh, you know uh, folks did not have access to especially in tier 2, tier 3 India. And uh, that's what we also focused on early on. But what was clear from our very early days was that, you know, uh, we wanted to use, uh, you know, uh, basic fleet visibility as a way to get into uh, the user. But then over time, uh, 
the idea was to solve for more of their daily use cases whether it was around you know managing their payments uh, managing their other daily business needs uh, helping digitize more of their uh, day to day fleet and driver needs uh, so you know the goal was over time to become a, a full stack uh, technology player uh, for fleet owners uh, uh, across uh, any kind of commercial fleet uh, commercial vehicle category and uh, and now we're at a point where you know uh, the product is a lot more than just basic visibility uh, we've gotten into things like video telematics and uh, helping our fleet owners manage their payments uh, enabling insurance for them uh, and a bunch of other uh, you know uh, uh, you know uh, daily uh, important needs for them and of course you know the technology uh, the you know the fleet uh, technology that we built also then allows them to sort of track their trips better track their drivers better uh and uh, and you know works uh on improving driver safety as well hmm. explain to us the core technology that you have built what is at the heart of the lokonav platform sure sure so see for us uh you know the atom of lokonav is a commercial vehicle right so now enormous amounts of data gets generated in a commercial vehicle you know there is a iot device that sits uh on the vehicle you know sending data from the ecu of the engine sending data from the fuel tank right the gps sensor that goes there uh at a frequency of you know 3 4 seconds then there is uh you know a fast tag that sits on as a payment iot uh sending you know data across uh know what tolls are happening then there is a app which sits in the phone of the driver then there is infinite uh you know messages that gets exchanged between the driver and the manager so i think for us largely uh the atom of the system was always a vehicle uh and you know uh you know collecting all these data uh, data which are you know essentially time series based and then you know uh stitching them together uh to not fully automating but at least semi automating certain processes since you know it's a multi layer problem it's not like a uh simple uh you know single user product there are managers there are drivers there are mechanics there are owners who want to see different things and there is so much communication happening between them so largely like simplifying uh, what i was trying to say largely what we are trying to solve uh, at the core is a platform which uh, essentially can handle you know millions and millions of devices and you know uh these could be any kind of iot devices not just uh, uh, uh you know based on gps technology it could be you know vehicles are evolving uh, there is uh, bs6 coming now which you know uh, literally tells even the tire pressure that goes inside the vehicle so you know capturing everything not just uh, not just the location of the vehicle but more than that and then you know also entering into payments also entering into uh, you know every possible data point uh, and then you know collating them creating workflows uh, so that you know people can take better decisions people can you know uh increase the efficiency of running their fleets so core technology is uh coming back uh based on uh, a vehicle you know uh the atom is a vehicle which captures all the data on the vehicle and then you know there are uh insights that you draw out of uh, out from that uh and you know this vehicle is not limited to a truck this vehicle could be any vehicle any commercial vehicle which runs for a pnl and uh, yeah and 
this core technology is then you know not just a single product this is being built as a platform uh for other developers for other uh you know people to use this stack and build their own manifestations uh so yeah i think the core platform is uh you know largely around sensors and uh you know uh, vehicles which could be manifested into many representations hmm. i mean briefly in layman's terms if i understand you right uh, your platform helps uh, fleet owners drivers uh, both track large number of uh, vehicles commercial vehicles as well as get a kind of real time sense of uh, uh, the, the health of these vehicles if i can put it that way sure sure thanks for simplifying but also along with real time it's also predictive in nature so what could go bad in the future right so let's say i will uh, you know run out of my mobile oil in the next 6 days so it's also predictive in nature and especially like video has uh, especially video has you know opened lots and lots of doors for us so you know stuff around uh, you know how do you ensure safety of a driver right uh, how do you coach them better right especially in the emerging markets where you know uh, you would find companies startups based out of us who are offering this technology uh, you know it's a very expensive technology uh, so you know how do you build that for the emerging markets right so again that is something uh, you know sense video video gives you uh, lots of lots of capabilities uh, to build on hmm so yeah i was going to ask you about the video telematics part of it i mean can you uh, explain that a little bit Uh, do you actually have uh, multiple cameras installed in these trucks and then they send back data over cellular networks how does all all of that work sure so i'll like uh, i can go in like deep i enjoying going into deep uh, tech technical details but just to uh, save us the time i think largely it's it's a it's a software that sits on the uh, sits on the device uh, in the vehicle right so uh there's an algo which goes in the, in, into the device that sits on the vehicle and you know it captures incidents you know incidents around bad driving incidents around possible collisions around driver fatigue and these in- incidents are then captured and you know uh, sent to the cloud so not everything is sent to the cloud i think largely uh whatever possible incidents there are only those are sent to the cloud and then you know on the cloud uh, we create driver profiles you know we uh, create uh, scores for them we create possible learning coaching possibilities for them so a dashboard where a owner could see and you know uh, take actions on so i think largely it's that and uh, it's not just video you also take help of other sensors so you take help of gps you take help of uh, accelerometer that that's sitting on the device so multiple sensors uh, to essentially tag and then uh, capture incidents and send them over to the cloud so there is uh, one camera uh, looking out onto the road and another one right. looking uh, roughly into At the, the driver into yeah. the cabin and the driver right correct see largely uh, we are in some sense device agnostic so we have the capacity to work with multiple hardware oems so think of us like an android which works with uh, you know any kind of lava vivo oppo uh, samsung right so we have built that uh adaptive layer you know where multiple hardware oems can come and uh you know work with us so we are pretty device agnostic in our approach hmm. uh so there is a, an app that the fleet owner has and one on the driver's phone as well uh g- give us a couple of examples of uh, 
the most important uh, uh, features or things that uh, the fleet owner can do uh, in real time on the app or the driver for that matter sure see uh, really depends on how large your fleet is right so for a very small fleet owner let's say someone who has less than 5 trucks so they are not into sophisticated uh, they won't be using sophisticated saas uh, solutions right so as the fleet size increases as uh, you know let's say it goes above 25 30 odd vehicles then you know you have uh, then it's not run by an owner it, there are managers in between uh, and then you know uh, you create roles for them you create permi- permissions for them uh, you know there are routes that get created there are budgets that get created uh, there are ets that you need to follow so uh, it gets sophisticated uh, as you you know as the fleet size increases largely for a very small fleet owner i think uh, the ability to see your where your vehicles are you know where they are running where they are not running uh, you know uh, uh, you know which driver is better driving better uh, you know which needs coach who needs coaching and then you know how much money you are spending per kilometer right how many trips did you do you know which of the trips overshot the budget right so see ours is a very interior solution so you also have the ability to you know uh, park your money in the wallet and the wallet then powers all your fuel expenses toll expenses driver expenses so you know also creating that layer of visibility so for a very small fleet owner i think it's largely enablement how do you you know send money to your driver remotely you know how do you uh, you know check the eta how do you you know uh, see which of the trucks are running behind which are running on time i think uh, not very complicated use cases for a small fleet owner but then you know as uh, as the size increases it keeps getting sophisticated and complex mm. uh, when the 5g networks roll out uh, will that make any difference will you be able to take advantage of that in any way sure i mean uh, see uh, i think largely 4g is only i think 4g uh, penetration uh, especially in this technology is very limited right now i think uh, once 4g goes out uh, and you know is uh, rolled out in scale and you know uh, a lot of applications could just be built out of 4g i mean video telematics is again something which is not out there right now i mean it's uh, still early days so i think 4g in itself is something that needs to uh, be implemented but then 5g is another game altogether so definitely there will be so many things that could be built uh, on top of 5g but 4g is again very uh, you know it's not out there it's still early days for 4g so can't comment on uh, 5g right now hmm but uh, i mean potentially give us uh, one example of the kind of features that you could introduce if uh, a robust 5g network were to be available so see right now because of 4g uh, there is a lot of especially for video telematics or you know uh, things you know which require higher bandwidth have still to be solved you know locally so there has to be a, a software which has to sit locally on the device and then you know make those uh, make those decisions i think with 5g lots of things could be sent to the cloud real time things could be done uh, you know because there is no bandwidth limitation so uh, lots of de- decision making could be done from the cloud you could use uh, you know more where there is more computation capacity right because you could have infinite computation capacity on the cloud so you could literally real uh, send real time events real time feeds uh, to the cloud and then you know get back response pretty you know very in a very uh, low latency fast way and then you know 
you're not limited by uh, computation capacity basically which which said which is a limitation right now uh, when you talk about a uh, iot device being deployed in a vehicle uh, give us a sense of uh, the scale of your operations today right so uh, we're uh, close to 600 people on the team and uh, the team is right now primarily based out of india uh, some you know about about uh, 10 to 15% of this team is uh, currently working on global expansion uh, we're also in the process of uh, you know uh, building teams locally across emerging markets uh, across africa middle east and southeast asia um so Hmm. In terms of your uh, operations, I mean, how many uh, how many trucks or how many customers uh, use your uh, technology every day? Uh, what's a good way of illustrating? Right, right. So till date, over two and a half million vehicles have gone through our platform uh, using some of the other product of ours, whether it's our IoT solution or you know it's using one of our marketplace products or whether it's using one of our uh, compliance software. Uh, so. Yeah. uh can you talk about uh, what would be your next big steps both in terms of your business operations and in terms of your product roadmap right so i'll uh, i'll talk about the business side uh, and uh, on the uh, the proje- you know the projections around the product uh, you know uh, with it, with it will answer that so on the business side i think right now uh, ari uh, we're uh, over the next two years we're very focused on uh, sort of expanding the product into new emerging markets Uh, along with continuing to double down on the market leadership that we've created in India, uh, in the uh, in the fleet technology space, uh, and uh, you know uh, as we as we go into new markets, uh, you know our, our product is you know uh, is is today is mostly ready for uh, for uh, for mostly emerging markets that we're going to. But you now that obviously the product continues to evolve as we learn from our customers uh, in these new markets. and uh, and you know uh, the goal is over the next two years uh, to you know uh, to also start looking at building marketplace services uh, for emerging markets something that we have done uh, successfully uh, for uh, our indian user base and now you know we hope to provide the same uh, saas plus marketplace benefits uh, to our uh, to our global users as well on the product side i think uh, you know very if you want to yeah that. sure So I think largely, uh, Hari, there what we're trying to do is create a team of uh, data scientists which come with relevant uh, location tech and fleet tech experience. So building a team out between uh, Bay Area and India, uh, you know, trying to get people who have worked in uh, for location technology uh, companies in the past. So I think uh, at least you know in our learnings when we're speaking to people in India, we found that you know they're fairly limited to largely e-commerce and uh you know industries where most of the data science work is happening in india so trying to build that team uh have hired a couple of folks largely uh work will be around uh you know making systems more accurate so how do we make uh accuracy beyond 99% can't be done through uh i mean there has to be science that needs to go uh out there and you know finding the people right people to do that so i think that's going to be uh at least my uh my lookout for the next few months in terms of roadmap i think there's a large uh, since we are building it as a platform there are so many things that i uh we still find our product to be nascent there's such a big roadmap out there 
I mean, how do you enable all possible fleet operations on your platform? Uh, you know, so if you want to track your inventory, you want to track uh, the maintenance. If you're still using some part of the ERP, you know, how do we eliminate that? How do we bring that part uh, also on local nav? Uh, and then you know, uh, as in, I mean, already uh, you know, stuff which is out there, uh, devices that are out there. I think increasing the accuracy for them. How do we predict uh, failure? How do we predict breakdowns in a better way? Uh, it's I think all that tech is uh, evolving, and you know, trying to get, uh, especially now with the fundraise, I think large part of it would be deployed in uh, you know creating the engineering muscle and the data science muscle. So yeah, so that's uh, that's about the roadmap. Also, you know, uh, if I can add on the business side, uh, we're also looking at inorganic expansion through acquisitions uh you know so we're uh, in the process of uh, you know looking at uh, small acquisitions across uh, across emerging markets small teams that have you know built great products but uh, but need uh, you know uh, distribution or network or uh, you know uh, or a product to scale on top of so so that's also another sort of key area of focus for us for the next couple of years Okay, excellent. Very interesting uh, conversation with it, Sridhar. Uh, thank you again for making time for this. Uh, and I hope to keep the conversation going. Sure, sure. Thank you so much, Hari. Great. Thanks, Hari. You have a nice day. Ahead. Thank you. That was Sridhar Gupta and with Jane. That's it for this briefing. You can find all our podcasts at ForbesIndia.com and on your favorite podcast apps. I'm Hari Arakali. Thank you for listening.